get ready to live fearlessly free with Heather Bunch. Do you feel like there's more in you and it's, it's crying to come out? Have you ever thought, you know what, if I show up like my full self, my real self, people are going to think I'm too much. What is it that you really want? What do we all want? Welcome to Live Fearlessly Free. I'm your courageous coach, Heather Bunch, and I'm here to help you close the gap between your dreams and your reality. And we're going to do that by living fearlessly free so you can stop hiding, you can show up fully yourself, and you can fulfill your God-given purpose courageously. Now, I'm excited because we are starting a brand new series today, and I'm super stoked because you know me, I am a Disney World and Mandalorian nerd duct taped together in movie quotes. So we are going to learn some success keys from none other than Disney princesses. Yeah, uh-huh, Disney princesses. You know I had to go there. So we're going to be starting out with my personal favorite, and that is Mulan. Yes, Mulan is my personal favorite. So today is for you if you're tired of being afraid to show up as yourself, like your real self. And if you desire to live a life of significance, this is going to be your day, my friend. And if you're ready to stop hiding and be all that you can be. I think that's like, is that the Marine saying? Be all that you can be. Maybe it's Army. But that's what we want to do. Be all you can be. And if that's you, then this is your day, my friend. Now, let me do a recap of Mulan, all right? So that'll be for those of you that may not have seen Mulan. Um, I'm talking about the 1990s cartoon version they made Disney Plus made a new version and I'm gonna be honest I haven't actually watched it yet uh, my parents said it's good but when as soon as I heard Mushu and Cricky weren't in there I was like oh man I don't know so I haven't actually gotten myself to watch it yet I'm gonna have to just detach myself and go they're two different movies don't think of them like the same but you know I, I haven't done it yet kind of stuck in my ways in in some respects. So I'm 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 a dive hard go with that that good old Mulan from the 90s. And so when we meet Mulan, she is a young girl from ancient China. And she's running late. She's trying to get all her chores done and she's running late for her appointment with the matchmaker, which she totally blows. It did not go well. And her father, in shortly thereafter, he's called back to arms because the Huns are attacking China. Now, they've got the Great Wall of China, and so most of China thinks, well, we've got the Great Wall of China. Nobody can attack us. But the Huns have another idea. And the emperor is smart enough to know, hey, you know, we should send some troops. So they call up the the people and every person, one man from each of the families in China had to send someone to war. 
And for most families, it was the son. Now, in the Fa family, that's Mulan's family, Mulan is the only girl. There's no sons. Fa, Fa Mulan, or Fa, um, the father does not have any sons. So he has to go back to war. Now, he is crippled from the last time he went to war. He is an army, a war hero. And Mulan is concerned that her dad is not going to make it. And Mulan is sitting there at dinner trying to convince her dad not to go. And he gets angry and puts her in her place. And because he sees it as an honor to go. And Mulan runs off. And she does what every Disney princess does. Sings a song. <laughs> of course they do. Of course they sing a song. So would not be a Disney princess without a song. So she goes into this song. It's the reflection song. And I'm going to be honest, this song always makes me cry. And I want to read part of it to you. I am not going to sing it to you. So thank you very much. Every day, as if playing a part, now I see if I wear a mask, I can fool the world. But I cannot fool my heart. Who is that girl I see? Staring straight back at me. When will my reflection show who I am inside? I am now in a world where I have to hide my heart and what I believe in. But somehow I will show the world what's inside my heart and be loved for who I am. When will my reflection show who I am inside? Can I actually remember my, one of my nieces, uh, who both nieces actually have really beautiful voices. And when she was little, she used to sing this song and it always brought me to tears. It's such a beautiful song as she's sitting there reflecting and seeing her reflection. And who she sees on the outside is not who she sees on the inside. That was me growing up. There was so much more of me on the inside that I was too afraid to show people. Because if I did, that would cause conflict. And in, in my world, conflict meant disconnection. And that was the worst thing ever. That was my worst fear, that I would be disconnected from people. Because that's what I saw growing up. When my parents separated in the fourth grade, they were separated for three years. Conflict meant disconnection. And so I hid my needs. I hid my opinions. I really tried to hide my big, loud personality, but it didn't always work well. It was kind of like shoving down a beach ball, you know, where you're trying to push it under the water and it comes back up every so often. And it would just come out and uh, try to shove it back down. But every time I would let myself out, I would beat myself up. My inner critic would be like, why did you do that? You know, why did you say that? Why did you do this? Why did, oh, because I was so worried. People were going to judge me. People were going to reject me. And some people did. But what I had to learn, just like Mulan did, oh, when Heather shows up fully herself, that's when the magic happens. And so let's go back to Mulan. She is 
more on the inside. She has more potential hidden in herself, but she feels like she has to fit into this world that, that she's assigned to. It's ancient China. Girls don't do big and brave things. Girls get married and have babies and take care of the family. And that, that's their assignment. And that's what they do. She tries to hide herself and pretend she's more, but, but she's an out-of-the-box thinker and she's creative. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's Mulan. So what she does is she concocts this plan to hide her female identity. She pretends to, she cuts her hair, pretends to be her father's son and goes off to battle because she is going to protect her dad at all costs because he didn't have sons. So she's going to go do it, but she has to put a mask on to go do that. The first thing that I learn from Mulan is that we all desire significance. Significance is one of the six human needs. We all desire a life of significance. And significance is that need to feel important, wanted, needed, worthy of love. Don't you, don't you want that? We all do. And what it does is this desire for significance actually helped push Mulan out of her comfort zone, out of her hiding place, and into her purpose. Now, what I love is that Mulan's hiding place doesn't actually get revealed until a little bit later, like when she gets discovered. But what does your life of significance look like? I personally felt invisible and insignificant most of my life. That's one of my triggers, actually, invisibility. When I feel like I'm invisible, when I'm looked over, when I'm left out, when I feel like I'm trying to talk but nobody's listening, like I get anxious and, and it, it, it's like it hurts me on the inside. I get triggered. And then, then I go and hide even more. Mulan is my princess because over time she sang that reflection song and my heart cried out for the same thing. I cried for her knowing she was hiding just like me. No one saw the real me. No one saw the real Mulan. But over time, I've learned how to push myself out of my comfort zone and into my life of significance. Now, it's the life of significance that God's called me to. So I'm not pushing to make things happen. But what I'm doing is I'm getting out of the place that's been comfortable most of my life, which is being invisible. Because you don't really have to do a lot when you're invisible. But I, I stepped out of that. I stretched out of that and into what God called me to do. And that is to help you. To help you stop hiding. Show up fully yourself and fulfill your God-given purpose. That, that's my calling. That's what I'm called to do. I'm called to do that with my kids, for my kids, and for you. And so I'm helping other women do the same. 
in reality, my mess became my message. So what about you? What does your life of significance look like? And how can you push out and step into that? Push out of your comfort zone. Step into your life of significance. The second thing I learned from Mulan is we all desire contribution. That's another one of the six human needs is contribution. Contribution is giving beyond ourselves and giving to others. Mulan risked her own life to save her father from war. And as she was going along, she saved her, she risked her own life to save her comrades in battle. And she was incredible. She rescued them and even rescued her commander. But by doing that, she actually revealed who she was in the process. They discovered she was a woman. And the only reason that they didn't kill her, her commander um, did not kill her is because she just saved his life. And so it was a life for a life is what he said. And so because back then that was death. And because he'd saved her, he spared her life. But then he left her out in the cold, literally. They were out in the snow, left Mulan with her faithful steed, with her Mushu, which is her, her dragon, and her little cricket, her little lucky cricket. And they went off to find the Huns. And in that moment, Mulan realizes why she actually went to rescue her dad, uh, to, to take his place. And in reality, it was for the life of significance. That's when she discovered that. But as she was contributing to others' life, she saved others. Now, what's interesting is that when Mulan actually was Mulan and not this other character that we see, this male version, when she really showed up as Mulan, that is actually when she conquered the Huns and saved China. She saved the emperor and she saved all of China as Mulan, as the person that China saw is not even of value because at the time women were not of value. But it was only when she showed up herself that she saved China. It was her being herself that made that possible. It was her creativity. It was her using her womanliness, like even in her own dress and costume, allowed them to like shimmy up a wall. But like it was Mulan being Mulan. When we step into our life of significance, when we contribute to others in significant ways, then we start living life. That's when we feel fully alive. What can you do to contribute to others and give beyond yourself? Is it time? Is it money? Is it your gifts and talents that God's given you? What is it? How can you contribute to others and give beyond yourself? Mulan risked her life to do that. 
And maybe you're not called to risk your life for that. But maybe you give a little bit of time at church or for a loved one or to mentor someone. Maybe it's a orphanage that you've been wanting to give into. Or maybe there's um, a, an organization that helps to rescue girls that have been sex trafficked. And you have always wanted to give into that. Give into that. Maybe you can only do $5 a month. But that's contribution. That's giving beyond yourself to help others. All right. The final thing that I learned from Mulan is love and connection. Which, guess what? Is another one of the six human needs. We all need love and connection. They've even done studies on little babies that if they are not held and nurtured in those first few hours and days of life, they actually don't thrive. They struggle to survive because of the lack of love and connection. Mulan was so afraid. If her family and others saw the real Mulan, she'd be rejected. Because she remember, she didn't fit into the normal Chinese daughter role. You know, she was she was like the blotch on, on their ancestry. But after Mulan saved China, she was honored by the emperor himself. He, like, he was smart enough to realize. This girl's got it together, and she saved us, and I'm going to honor her. And she did. And he did. And so she comes home. She's got this medal of honor from the emperor, which is like one of the highest honors you could have. He even wanted and offered her a job on his council, which was absolutely unheard of. And then she comes home with the sword of Sean Yu. I think I'm saying that right. From the her enemy. Because she conquered him. And she brought it to honor the Fa family. That's their family name. But really what she was hoping for was her father would now accept her. And love her for who she is. And what I love in this moment. Mulan got even better than that. Because her father dropped everything. He didn't didn't care about the sword. And he didn't care about the medal. He loved Mulan. He loved Mulan for Mulan, not for what she accomplished. That is real love and connection, and we all desire that. We all need that. In fact, if we have a life of significance, we fulfill our every dream, we even contribute to others, but we don't have love and connection, what good is that? It's kind of like 1 Corinthians 13 talks about it. Clanging cymbal, a sounding gong. It's prophets, it's nothing. We need love and connection. This reminds me to be sure that I'm showing love to my husband, to my kids, to my extended family, to my friends. How many times do I just go through life and I'm doing the things and I'm doing the motions, but I'll forget to connect 
and to show love. It's so easy to let so much time go by without showing love and connecting on a deeper level. But we need this to thrive. It is in us. It is, it is, love is the greatest of all, is what the Bible says. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. So, how about you? Are you taking time to show your spouse if you have one, your family, kids if you have them, your friends, that you love them? Do you show it? Do you say it out your mouth? How many times do we think it and we don't actually ever say it? Maybe we write it in a journal. I am so grateful for my husband for doing the dishes for me last night. Did we tell him? Or did we criticize him for, you know, putting the silverware down instead of up or up instead of down? Do we show it? All right, ladies, I have some homework for you because you know what? This is a doing podcast. It is all about the work that we do to make the transformation. You know, we can listen all day long and go, oh my gosh, that was so good. I love that. Oh, it's kind of like sitting in church. You're like, that sermon was so good. What'd you learn? Oh, it was, it was um, Jesus and something. That's usually when you ask your kids, what do you learn in church? And it's usually like, Jesus, great. Great. Now, what do you do with that? We need to do something with this. Okay. It's not the information, but it's the transformation that makes all the difference. But in order to get the transformation, you have to implement what you're learning. So what I want you to do is you ask yourself some questions. And then you're going to go from there, depending on what your answers are. So the first thing I want you to ask yourself, what do you want your life of significance to look like? Maybe you already know. Maybe you you have that image in your mind. But maybe it's not written down. Then I would say, hey, write it down. Maybe you don't know. Maybe you're like, I didn't even know I could have a life of significance. Yes, you can, my friend. God has called each and every one of us to a life of significance. He has given us a purpose and a call. Every single one of us. And it all looks different for different people. That's what I love. God's so good like that. My life of significance isn't going to look like your life of significance. It's going to be different. And my life of significance in the moment, you know what? Ten years down the road is going to look different than today. And that's okay. So it's good to revisit it even if you do know. Because it shifts and morphs and changes with the seasons of life. So what do you want your life of significance to look like if you don't know? Write it down. Brainstorm, dream, pray, spend time with Father, Father, and ask Him. Holy Spirit will show you. The second thing is this How can you contribute to others and give yourself away? So, if contribution is a very critical need of all humans, how can you contribute? What do you want to do? Maybe it's you're giving in to your kids. Maybe. Your contribution, though, is going outside your family and actually doing something for others. 
Okay, because maybe you spend all your time contributing to your family and nobody else gets nothing else out of you because you're too dang tired because you're doing everything for your kids. Maybe part of the contribution is actually helping your kids learn how to contribute. That's huge. I remember my parents, they were, uh, I was doing a podcast trip and they were watching the kids for me and they kept them overnight and they had a day where they were taking all their volunteers from church to Five Acres Animal Shelter. It's a, it's a local animal shelter here and it's a no-kill shelter, which is really cool. So if an animal is at that shelter, they, they doesn't matter how long they've been there, they don't, they don't euthanize them. And they'll foster them out until they can find families for them. And my kids actually got to go with my parents and they literally were like cleaning kennels and cleaning the floors. And it was really cool. My mom was like, the kids didn't even complain. They were contributing to the lives of these animals and they loved it. And it was really great for them. So that's an idea too. Number three is this. What will you do today to show your spouse, your family, and your friends you love them? What will you do to show them that you love them? You know, one of the things that I love to do is in the morning as I'm spending time with Father, I just I sit in a moment of silence and I and I'm just pray and listen for Holy Spirit to put somebody on my heart. And I pray for them, whoever comes up, and then I text them and let them know that I'm praying for them. And it's really cool because there's a lot of times when um, I'll say something specific in there that I, I felt. And there was a particular person that um, I text and was like, hey, I'm, I'm praying for you. And, and, and I was like, no, I need to write the specifics. I'm praying for you for strength and wisdom. Because that's what I, I felt like I was supposed to pray for. And so I did. And they said that was the exact thing that they were praying for. I was like, oh, my gosh. Wow. And, and you know, that, that honestly was a massive testimony to me. Like, I can hear God's voice. Because that was actually always a struggle in my life where I felt like, you know, everybody else hears God's voice. I don't hear God's voice. And so that was a really cool confirmation for me that I, I actually heard God's voice. And I love that. But that's one of the ways that I make sure to show love and connect. And so I try to do that every day. You know, my, my husband, he is out doing deliveries all day, like um, sometimes 10, 12 hours a day. And I, am, I make sure to text him, and he does the same to me, several times throughout the day just, when he comes to my mind I send him I send him a sweet text or I send him a, a bitmoji or I send him you know some kind of gif or something like that of I love you or you make my soul glow that's always one of our things because you know movie quotes that was coming to America it was you make my soul glow it was this stuff and um it was a hair product anyways but we just show each other love like that you can do that. Just little things make all the difference in the world. They can change everything in your relationship. And this is just a side note. If you've been married a long time, because like Bob and I have been married for 18 years now, but we are in more, more in love today than we were the day we got married. We treat each other even better today 
than when we got married. And people see us out in public. They see it. They know it. They're like, y'all look like newlyweds. If you are out in public and people don't see that, and you just look like the same old, same old, you've all been married for years, I, I want to challenge you to change that. I want to challenge you to think about your marriage of how can you treat your spouse like you used to treat them. When you first got together and you were first hanging out and you were in love and you thought everything they did was amazing and then you discovered nobody's perfect. (laughs) But now you treat them like nobody's perfect. But I want to challenge you to treat them like the person you thought they were. Because you know what? That person is still in there. That person is hiding, waiting to come out. And sometimes they just need that encouragement and that unconditional love that you believe in them, whether they deserve it or not. And you will be amazed What can come out by you doing that? Treating them as if they are the man that you thought they were. Because in reality, they are. They're just hiding. They're just putting up defense mechanisms. They they just don't see it themselves yet. But to have somebody that truly loves them, because that's what love is. It's unconditional. It's not about what somebody else does for us. Jesus loved us while we were still sinners. While we were still making mistakes. And he loved us anyways. So I just want to throw that out there. That, is a, that was just an absolute complete side note. So somebody needs that. All right. And if it's you, I really pray that you would turn a new leaf and start treating your spouse as if they were that person that you thought they were when you got married. Because they can be again. That can come out of them. That unconditional love can help bring that out. And you know what? Even if they never changed, you still showed unconditional love just like Jesus. You did your part. That's all we can do. We can't change people, but we can do our part. When you learn to really step into your life of significance, when you live that life of contribution, and then you connect and and live a life of love, all my friends, My baby's all grown up and saving China. You are going to stop hiding. You get to show up for yourself. You can change your life. And you can change your world. Now, if you are struggling to discover your life of significance and you're sitting and going, Heather, I, I want to live a life of significance. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to start the journey. I'm Maybe you started it and you're in fear. I want you to consider a coach. You see, coaches help you see things that you may not be able to see. They help you get unstuck and get going. It's a judgment-free zone where you can grow into your best self. 
And listen, I would love to be that coach for you. I have a few spots left on my schedule and I wanting to let you know about it so that if that is you and that is something that you need and something you desire, I want you to go to heatherbunch.com slash coaching. I want you to pick a time that's right for you and let's have a discovery call. I am here to help you live fearlessly free. And so let's see if we're a good fit. Go to heatherbunch.com slash coaching. Go pick out a time. Let's have a call. Listen, you have got this, my friend. And Father's got you. I just want to thank you a bunch for listening. And until next time, live fearlessly free. <laughs>